Okay, so we're holding by the two dots right before the lines get uh, wider on Chavtalit Amad Aleph. So we said in the Mishnah, that in order to take an animal on Yantif, it has to be an animal that's already trapped, and you can't take it from an enclosure that's very big. So Amalei Abaye, hold on a second, Halacha, by you saying that Halacha is like Rabshim Gamliel, is Mechval Depligi, that he's arguing with the Tanakhama, but that doesn't make sense because we just finished explaining the Tanakama that he says the same thing. He says that there's a difference between a large a pen where you, can, you can't catch the animal with one lunge or the shadow of one side doesn't touch the shadow on the other side versus a small, a small enclosure. So Amalei, Sabi Yosef responded, what do you care? Whether I said that he, whether I imply that he's arguing with the Tanakama or not, it's the same, it's the same halacha lamaisa, it's the same psak din. So what does it matter whether I imply that there's a machlekes in the Mishnah or not? So Amalei, so Abaye answered back to Rabbi Yosef, hold on a second, Gemara's hey, It's like a singing a song. We don't have to know what, what, the right shot in the Gemara. We just have to know who the Psak is. Like, uh, you know, um, we still have to learn right shot in the Gemara. Um, and so it's, you have to clarify whether there's a machlekes between the Tanakam and Rabbi Gamliel. Although he says at the bottom that it's not clear whether Rabbi Yosef was, was agreed with Abaye's Teichach uh, uh, over here. Zehaklal, kol mechusot say this. Then we said in the Mishnah that the general rule is that anything that requires an additional trapping, right, meaning even though it's in an enclosure, but you have to trap it again, that's going to be Aser. says, What's an animal that's considered that it needs to be trapped? Any animal that even if it's in a pen, if you have to say about the animal, bring me a trap so that we can trap it. But if you have geese and chickens and you say you bring a trap so we could trap it. That if you trap geese, chickens, or these Herodian doves, you're going to be putter from Seda. Now I will tell you when Avrami had the ducks in the basement, and we were trying to bring them upstairs for the shechita. I'm going to tell you, these guys ran for it. Now, technically, they're trapped. They were in the basement of the shul. But they ran from one end of the basement to the other end of the basement like crazy. It was very hard to trap them. So that's a perfect example that I saw myself of the ducks were technically trapped. But yet, Avrami and I needed to, like, basically uh, capture them in the corner by using the ladder and sort of preventing them from going when Avrami lunged at them. So it's an example of an animal that even though it's already trapped, you still need to bring a trap. So then why is Rabbi Yosef saying that any animal that you need to bring a trap for is not considered trapped when clearly um, that wouldn't be the case for uh, domesticated, uh, I should not domesticated, but rather animals that are, that are already caught. So Amar Rabbi Barhun Amar Shmuel, you're right. There's a difference between an animal that comes back to the, to the, to the chicken coop at night. So if you have geese, well, you have chickens that go out and they rummage in the fields, but then every night they come home to the, to, to the chicken coop. That is considered trapped, even though you need to technically trap them when they're out in the field. But since at night they're coming home to the chicken coop, that's considered caught. But these types of birds that Rabbi Yosef was talking about, they're animals that don't come back to the chicken coop. So they stay out in the fields, and if you ever want them, you would have to go and catch them. But that is a stira, that's a contradiction with the b'risa. Because you have doves that live in a dovecote, or doves that live in an attic, 
the Ban Luchluvan Arab, that they fly home to their dovecoats and the attics at night, and yet Vitanya, we learned at Abraisa, if you catch one of these birds, or you have birds that they would nest in these jars in these large houses, you're going to be high for trapping. You just said if they come home to the nest at night, it's not considered trapping. And here you see that even though they come home to your house at night, it's still considered trapping. So the Gemara clarifies, it says, you're right, there's another aspect. It's not enough that they come home to the chicken coop but El Amr Rabbi Barafuna Amr Shmuel Halayu Ban Lechluvan Leerev Um is a nice and lechus. He adds a second a second qualification that it has to be they come home at night and they depend on you for the food. So the doves in the dove coat and the doves in the attic, those wild animals, are animals that they catch they catch their own food. Even though they come home to the chicken coop or the dove coat, they catch their own food. But the geese and the domesticated chickens and the ducks. Of, of the original uh, uh, halacha, those are animals that they come home to the chicken coop and they depend on you to feed them. So, so the ones that don't depend on you for food, even if they come home every night, are going to be chayef for tzayid, even on yantif, and the ones that depend on you for food and come and, and, um, and come home at night are not going to be tzayid. If Mari gives another pshat, that hani avidil rebuye, the doves are going to slip away even if you try to catch them. So therefore, you're going to be chayef for, 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 for trapping them, right? Like my example of the ducks. Even when, you're, when you think you have them caught, they're going to jump away, they're going to fly away, and they're going to get away from you. But vahani when they're in the coop, you, you got them. They're not going to slip away. So the doves or the type of birds that we're talking about that are not caught are animals that even when you have them quote-unquote cornered, they're going to slip out of your grasp. Whereas the animals that will stay in the corner and you'll be able to seize them are considered trapped. So the Gemara says, But even geese and chickens could run away. The Gemara says, yeah, No, that even when they're in the, the coop, they, they run away. So it's not just out in the fields that the chicken and the geese run away. But even when you have them in the coop, the geese and the chicken are not going to run away, but the doves in the dovecotes would run away. Okay, so it has to be when we learned. If you remember, we learned. I think it was last Shabbos about the doves and the dovecoat that you have to de- you have to designate it before Shabbos. Bishamay bishilel. We obviously have to be talking about doves that are considered caught because otherwise you wouldn't be able to take those on yantiv. Okay, next. Now we're going to talk about the trap, the animals that you find in the trap itself. So If you have traps for wild animals, for birds, or for fish that you put out before yantiv. Unless you know for sure that they were trapped before Yantif. Okay, so since you have a suffix here of a Daraisa, Malacha Daraisa, so you can't use the animal because it's a suffix if maybe the animal was caught on Yantif. Now, Maisa Benachri Echad is a Maisa with a. Um, um, and um, it, actually, it, it's a little bit different over here. It's not just a suffix of a Daraisa here, but rather if the animal was trapped on Yantif, it's also muksa because you didn't have it in mind. Um, and you didn't know that you would have it ready and available for food. So it's also muksa. Well, Maisa Benach Yechid is a Maisa with a guy. He brought fish to Rebbe Gamliel on Yantif. As a present. So Amr Rebbe Gamliel didn't like this guy. So he said, Really, they're mutter, and I can use them. But I don't care to take any presents from you right now. So the problem is that that story seems to contradict the first halacha. Because here you have the animals that were caught by the Goyan Yantif. 
they were brought as a present. And Rabbi Gamliel saying they're really mutter, except he didn't like the guy. So that's contradicting. So in fact, the Gemara, my solicitor, are you bringing me a story that contradicts the Allah and the Mishnah? Uh, what's the deal? So the Gemara says, it's really missing words. This is what the Mishnah means. Suffolk, Muchan, Asr. If it's a suffix of whether it was prepared, it's going to be Asr, meaning a suffix of Muksa. You don't know if the animal was caught. It's considered Muksa. And you can't use it on Yantif. Ramgamliel says it's Mutter. was a with a Ramgamliel really argues with the Tanakama. And he says that it really, there's no suffix to Araisa here because you didn't actively trap it. It's only a suffix of a of a derabanan of muksa. So therefore, Ram Gamliel says it's mutter. And he, we bring a story where he said it was even mutter to use it, except he didn't want to accept the present. Not frakti gemar, but rather, Yehuda Mashmol says, that the Allah is not like Ram Gamliel, rather it's like the Tanakama, and you're not allowed to use the animal. Uh, so the Gemara says that we know Rabbi Yehuda Mashmol made this statement, that the Allah is not like Ram Gamliel, but the Gemara says he, he may have made it in response to another another Gemara. Because the Ika Damascus, some learned that Ahodatanya, that he was responding to a Brisa, which the Brisa says, Safik Muchan, if a Safik, if something was prepared, or it's Muksa, so instead of saying that Allah is not like Rabbi Gamliel in response to our Mishnah, some learned that he actually said it in response to a Brisa in a positive way that the Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua, but the same. The same sakalacha and the ikat demasni lahadatanya. Some learned that Rabbi Yudam Shmuel actually said it in response to a different brisa, which says shechtim and anach minanigarin biyomtiv. You're allowed to shech the animals that you took from your enclosure, meaning where the animals were trapped in their enclosure ready before yontif. Avolaymen arishosus minamichmaris, not from the nets or the traps. Reb Shimingam belazaymer baal mitzan mekukol mer of yontif. If you came and you found the net dislodged. So this is talking about an example, like if you have a fish net and you spread out the fish net, and then if you have a fish or let's say even a, a larger animal, let's say a really big tuna, that gets caught in the net, what do you think the tuna is going to do? It's going to start, uh, it's going to start uh, moving around, um, and it's going to try to basically get out of the net, and it's going to end up dislodging it. So, so Zakhtar Shimon Alazar, if you find an animal caught in the net and you saw before Yant if it was dislodged, obviously when was the tuna fighting? to get out of the net before Yantif, and that's what dislodged it. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon Allah says, as long as you saw that the net became dislodged before Yantif, you can be you know with certainty, Shemeir of Yantif Nitzoidu, that you caught that that tuna, or it goes for any trap that became dislodged, you can assume that the animal that's currently in the net is the same animal that that was caught before Yantif and dislodged it Umutarin and its mutter. Whereas the Tanakama holds that maybe the original tuna or Maybe it was a dolphin that dislodged the net. And now when you found the tuna, it was the tuna that just became caught on Yantif. You don't assume it's the same animal that dislodged it. That's the Machlekes. Ba, however, but if you first found it dislodged on Yantif, then you don't know when it was caught. So then then you have to assume that with certainty it was caught on Yantif and it's Asr. So first the Gemara asks that this price is a stira. Uh, the, the, the implication of the price is a stira. Because it says, if you found it dislodged before Yontif, it's definitely caught before Yontif. Then we said, if you found it dislodged on Yontif, it's definitely caught on Yontif. Well, the implication of each is that if you don't find it that way, it's assumed to be the other way, right? It's a misupic. It's assumed to be the other way. If you don't find it dislodged before Yontif, it's assumed to be 
um, to be on yant. If not, it's vaday. So that's what the Gemara asks. So gufa kasha. Amrit, first you said, If you found it this large before Yontif, you know with certainty Shemer of Yontif needs to do. That was caught before Yontif. Time of the Bohem and Summer The only reason why it's mutter is because you are is because you found it dislodged, but if you don't know, if you found it dislodged on Yontif, because you didn't check, and you don't know whether it was caught before Yontif, Asurin, you have to assume that it's Asur. But then Amos Sefer, but then in the Sefer it says, Boom, it's Yontif. That if you find it dislodged on Yontif, meaning you checked it right before Yontif, and you know that it didn't, wasn't dislodged before Yontif, but then you found it dislodged on Yontif, you do it, should be Yontif, it has to be, because that you know certain, so with certainty that it became dislodged only on Yantif. Hosfeka, what if you didn't check it? You don't know when it became dislodged. Then the, the, the diuk is that you can assume that it, I didn't check it. Maybe it came dislodged before Yantif, meaning the animal was caught before Yantif and it's mutter. So the diuk of the safe and the ratio is a contradiction. So the Gemara answers, Hachi Kamar, this is what the Brisa means. If you came before Yantif and you found the net was dislodged, then you can assume be a dua that this is the same animal that was caught in the net and that dislodged it, and therefore it's mutter. But if it's a safek, you don't know, you didn't check. You have to assume it was caught on yandav asur and it's asur, and that's what the Bryce is telling you. To this, this is the Bryce to which Rabbi Yehuda said that the Allah is like Rav Shimon Allah. So we have three. Potential areas where Rabbi Yehuda Mishmuel said that you can paskin like, uh, uh, not like Rabbi Gamliel, but like another Tana. Okay, so then the Mishnah said that, that Rabbi Gamliel said that the fish was really mutter, except he didn't want to accept presents from that guy. So, what's it mutter for? So, Rav Amarav says you can't eat it, but mutter but you can touch it. It's mutter to touch it, but it's not mutter to the level of you're allowed to even eat it. Levi says, not only is it not muksa, you can touch it, but you can even eat it. Um, so, Amar Rav, Rav said, I- I'm not really sure, I didn't really get this clearly, why there's a difference, if you're allowed to touch it, why would you not be allowed to eat it? I didn't really understand that. Um, I didn't really get to the bottom of it. But apparently, Rav learns that there's like this additional level of muksa, where it's muksa, you can't eat it, but you could touch it. So Amar Rav, Rav says, A person should never miss even one minute of learning in the base medrash. Why? So basically what he says is that we were both learning in front of Rebbe. Rebbe was talking about this story. So he told us this story that happened with the guy. And he said that, Rebbe Gamliel said it was mutter. That night, Rebbe said that it's mutter to eat, even according to Rebbe Gamliel. So Levi and I both left the base medrash thinking that Rebbe Gamliel held it was even mutter to eat. But then B'tzafra, the next morning, Amar, Rebbe changed his mind and he said, Mutarim Lekabel. That really the story was Rebbe Gamliel only said it was mutter to touch, but not mutter to eat. So Anod Havibay Medrashah, I who showed up for the for base medrash the next morning, Hajibay, I heard that Rebbe retracted. But Levi, the Lehavibay Medrashah, I guess Levi had a late night out and he didn't make it into base medrash the next morning. He didn't have the right Messiah, because he missed that shear where Rebbe changed the, the uh, facts of the story, and so therefore he didn't get the retraction that Rebbe made on the Psak. So the Gemara tries to now slug up Levi. So Mezfei, they try to ask a Kashan Levi from a Brisa. The Brisa says, Nachrich, Levi, Darn, Yisrael. 
You have a guy bringing a gift to a yid on Yantif. Even if it's fish that was freshly caught or fruits that were freshly picked, mutarin, it's going to be mutter. Okay? Now, right away, this seems to be a problem. Why? Because according to one who says it's mutter to, to touch but not to eat, fine, that's fine. That this price could be going like Rem but the one who says how? Does anyone hold that fruits that were picked that day are mutter to be eaten on Yantif? You can't. It's totally noilud. So the Gemara says, hold on a second, but according to you, how does it make sense either? Paris bin a yom and mishor betiltel? A beya shenol to be yantav is muksa, right? Noilet is muksa. You can't even touch it. So you're going to tell me it makes sense according to Rav that you could say this is like Rebbe Gamliel and mutarin means you can touch it. You can't touch noilet the same way you can't eat it. So the Gemara changes and says, you're right. Elamai, ela bechavri da'adimi aperet dechvisha biyakaskina. What we're talking about is it's not really fresh fish and freshly picked fruit. What happens is when they pick the fish, they used to cover it with a covering that would keep it fresh, like they would put it on ice. Or with the fruit, they would wrap it in some green wrapping that would also keep it fresh. So why is it called freshly picked? It looked fresh, meaning it retained that fresh moisture as if it was freshly picked, but it really wasn't freshly picked. Okay, and so therefore, this price could go sai according to Levi, sai according to Rav, you have no raya. Amr of Papa. Papa said, Hilchsal Allah is Nakli Shevi Durni Sobi Yamtif. The guy brings a gift to a, a Jew on Yantif. If this is the type of produce that you still see in the field, then you, it's also because you have to assume that the guy picked it that day. Meaning, if this is the type of produce that is grown in the ground, right? So you live in an area, right, where there is still oranges or watermelon in the ground. And it's possible that the watermelon or orange that he's bringing you was picked that day. You have to assume he picked it that day. And then we know a concept that if a guy does malacha for a yid, or if malacha is done for a yid, you have to wait enough time to be able to do that malacha yourself. You can't benefit from the fact that it was done for you on Shabbos Yantif. So basically, however long it takes to pick a watermelon, let's say it, picks, it takes two minutes, you got to wait at least two minutes after this man to eat it. But let's say you're in Canada where oranges aren't available and he brings you an orange. So clearly the orange didn't come from here. It came from Florida or it came from California, wherever they grow them. And so clearly it was picked before Yatif. Then as long as it came from within the Tchum Mutter, it's going to be Mutter because the Tchum is not a problem. Uh, there's no problem of Tchum and there's no problem of of picking it on Yantif, no malach was done for you, and so therefore it's totally mutter. But even chutz l'tchum, but, but however, chutz l'tchum, aser, it's aser. However, but if it was brought on behalf of another yid, so let's say your friend who lives next to you, they brought oranges from outside the tchum for him, then mutter l'yisrael achin, then it's going to be mutter for you and not for him. Why are we makel? Why don't we make a gzera? Because since tchum, at least this gemara holds, tchum is only a derabanan anyway, so if they were over tchum for your friend, we don't extend that iser to you as well. So your friend can't benefit from the malacha that was done for him. Malacha, I mean, from the, from the bringing from outside the tchum that was done for him by a guy. But you are allowed to because we don't extend the to you because it's only a derabonim. Okay, we'll stop here.